welcome to episode three of Cult of Geshcast, the show where we stop to smell the roses of group psychosis. I'm Gavin. I'm Philip. Almost worked. <laughs> and what a show we've got in store for you this episode. But first, Phil. Yeah? What a month it's been. It's been a while since we've sat down behind the mics to give everyone a little bit of an update, cult-wise. It's been such a good month, it took six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's summertime, baby. We're out there the days are longer, so six weeks is really a month. That's true. And you know what? It's summertime now, but you know what more important time it is right now? What's that? Bedtime. <laughs> it's bedtime. <laughs> We're recording late tonight. Yeah, we kind of stayed up. We What did we do? Um, watched videos on YouTube. Watched videos on YouTube of Korean girl bands in a maze. Mm-hmm. And then we watched boys to men videos. Yes. But, hey, your money's research. going to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, so to catch you up, new listeners. Yes. Just to get it in, there's no easy way to say this because even just think about it, I get choked up a wee bit. <laughs> we, if you never listened to the show, we were deemed legends. A while ago now, but that status remains as permanent as the sky. As permanent as a tattoo. Uh, um, and we took that status, we converted it into something pure, something mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. We created the cult of Gesh cast. Welcome. And every episode, we're going to look at a different cult. We're going to decide which good quality of theirs we're going to integrate into our own. Yes. So, and what a cult we've selected this week. Oh my God. Let me tell you, not the most, um, they're not the ones that we would pick most of the elements <laughs> that they're, they're putting out there. No. But I think there's, there's a rich vein in there of something. We, we must be able to learn. If we do not learn from history, Gavin, we're doomed to repeat its mistakes. That's really good. Did you, did you come up with that? I just one? came up with that just now. I think that you can find good in anything, Phil. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's try hard in this let's one. Let's try hard in this one. Whew. You can find something good everywhere. Like the first one we did, first episode, we did uh, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. And we decided that clothing was important. So we got clothing was important. amazing trainers designed uh, by a cult, a now cult member. A PI. Big Dwayne Johnson. And... <laughs> in our second episode, we realised how important a steady income was, and now the coffers are overflowing <laughs> with the money rich from our upon our ivory tower, our Patreon. And that reminds me, and this time we'll talk about this later, but 22 real-life people with real birth certificates have made the transition from pre-initiate uh-huh. to initiate. Our numbers swell like our wallets does. <laughs> <laughs> Went from PI to I. Phil, we've dropped more P's. Than the jolly green giant of an earthquake. <laughs> we'll do a roll call later on, but it's good to see so many people supporting legends like us. Investing. Was going in to them, say, not just investing in us, Gavin, investing in themselves. Oh, absolutely. I think that's very important to point out. Yeah, the money's not going into our pockets and you'll never see it again. This yeah. money's going into half gym mats to sleep on. The shoes. The shoes. The shoes. <laughs> the shoes. <laughs> Gruel. It all comes back to you. Juice. Suspicious juice. Suspicious juices. <laughs> So this third episode we're going to be talking about, Phil. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I'm, you want to lay, the, lay down the law? We're going to be looking. We're going to take a deep dive mm-hmm. into one of the most infamous cults yeah. of the nineteen sixties, mm-hmm. the Manson family. <gasps> <laughs> oh man, because Manson family are the ones you think of almost when it comes to cookie ass. American cultisms. Yeah. That's, they're up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're, they're up there. One of the but like top. we say, we can't, t- we're not going to learn, we're not going to take everything that they did Absolutely and as, treat it as a positive. We're going to take the positives out of the murky muck. Yeah. As I say, you shine can, it up real nice. You can find anything if you look hard enough. Yes. You know, to a man with a hammer, everything's a nail. 
Did you come up with that? Just I now? did. I did. We should be writing this down in some kind of Bible. <laughs> some kind of Bible or tome. Um, <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll look into first of all the sort of what you might say the history. <laughs> wait, 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 who's this? <laughs> well, this is my new character, um, yeah. Scumbag <laughs> Scumbag John <laughs> Can you give me a bit more? Being away for a week uh, in Cyprus on a family holiday uh-huh. uh, And just seeing the amount of other families there yeah. I think I've built up my, my, my repertoire has grown <laughs> Of scumbaggery? When it comes to scumbaggery Like right. just ruddy-faced English mums pulling their way in arms Like, Travis, give over! <laughs> <laughs> you know? It sounds like a real pleasure trip. It was a... F- <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So, the, Me- <laughs> the Menson family. The Menson family. How are we going to do this, Gavin? I'm going to take you through some a brief look into the initial steps mm-hmm. that the family took, that their leader, Charles Manson, were probably one of the most infamous people in general, and, and certainly in recent American history and, and world history, and like what a name that's synonymous with murder... Mentalness. Uh, mentalness. Mm-hmm. Cultness. Cultness. Tech. That's what we're interested yep. in. That's what we're taking from. And tetanus. And so, Tetris. And Tetris, of course, Tetris. Before we delve into the Manson family itself, we need to know and we need to understand a little bit about its founder. Yes. One Charles Maddox. Is that right? That's right. That's good already. A good, strong middle name. <laughs> do you have a middle name? I you don't, don't, do you? No. You're born without? Yep. True hun over here. <laughs> <laughs> True nose. What about yourself? I do. I do have a middle name. Yeah, it's, I, it's it's simply John. Yeah, I think I've used it many times in the yeah. podcast already. Simply John. Simply John. One of the saints. Oh, well. Do you know what's fun? Uh, as, a, as a quick aside, mm. it seems like because I was only recently discussing this with my dad that he didn't know that mom was secretly naming us after saints. Okay. <laughs> All right. So each of us, and I, I mentioned it to him. And he's like. I kind of noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> She's just sneakily getting a bit of jeez, bit of Christ in our lives. Well, do you know what everyone needs it, don't they? They do. I um, mean, but I'll tell you this much: mm-hmm. out of my two, my three, the three brothers, Madison, mm-hmm. um, I am the only one that's named after two saints. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, that's why you're more <laughs> saintly than the rest. That's of them, why right? I, I think I've gravitated towards this religious path. Yeah, if you like the pseudo religious path. Jesus Look, that. Charles Manson, right? <laughs> Yes. Born on November 12, 1934 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm. A pretty rough childhood. Had an alcoholic mum, an absent dad, grim stuff, going to jail. Like Mum was going to jail. Right. He was having to get shipped off to state homes, uh, going to family members, never really settling. And from an early age, it was very clear that Charlie Manson, or Maddox back then, was an absolute ticket. Okay, good, good. Out of control, committing burglaries, robberies, other thefts. This is as a young, young boy. A rascal. A little rascal, you might say. And due to his young age, it was a cycle of incarceration. So it would be like, he would get put into a boy's home or juvenile detention. He would escape. Excellent. He would go out and commit loads of different crimes. Uh Uh-huh, not so good. Literally like holding people up in their motors. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, He would get caught, Uh put back in another institution escape again and this happened in a big cycle and he could do fuck all at the time because he was so young yeah uh and it was then i can't remember the year i didn't take it down because i'm daft but he was shipped off it was national training school for boys in washington dc uh-huh and it was there that a caseworker deemed him aggressively antisocial. huh and you think good on them but it's charlie manson <laughs> Durr. i know <laughs> uh 
he spent a lot of time in state-run institutions, like a lot of time, and it was generally deemed to be a pain in the ass wherever right. he went, uh-huh. causing trouble, stirring up, bother, <laughs> bother, <laughs> pissing. He was pissing. <laughs> but eventually uh, he got out in, in his more adult years and he seemed to go straight. Okay. Uh, he got parole in 1954. He got married and he seemed to settle down. He seemed to. Mm-hmm. And he did. Um, he settled down with his wife and kid and was never heard from again. Mm. Not bad, eh? <laughs> Wraps up with a nice, neat little bow. Easy peasy. Um, n- not the case. Uh, they moved to Los Angeles. The wife became pregnant. And through like various criminal activities, but like piss ant stuff, like right. stealing the odd motor, stealing checks from people and just trying to cash them. Um, <laughs> and due to his past, you know, indiscretions, spent a lot more time going back to jail. Uh, and it seems like he can't help but get caught. Like no matter what he does, even the most tiny piss ant crime, he'll get caught for and put away for. Good. Right. Yep. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, but he was released eventually in 1967. Uh, March 21st, and he'd spent over half of his 32 years in prison. Jesus. Like, right. he, so he's 32 years old, half of that, in some detention centre or some type. And he'd actually requested, like, don't let me leave. Mm-hmm. Let me just stay. This is, like, a natural home. And they're like, get to fuck. Like, you, you can't stay in prison. Scram. Scram. Get out there and go, go and do us a favour. Go out there and have basically a, a really bad time out where you kill hundreds of folk. <laughs> Is, I'm saying it's on it's on them. <laughs> uh, okay, so this kind of gets into our meat and potatoes. Okay. The real stuff, because Here obviously, we go. you know him, Charlie Manson, yep. crazy guy, bad childhood, bad upbringing. The bad real, bastard. Bad bastard. The real good stuff here is when, the real good stuff is when he gets <laughs> a little bit older. Um, the formation of the, the Manson family. So he moved to San Francisco and he used, he, in prison he learned the steel guitar. Excellent. Uh, so he used it to like panhandle and basically make his money, uh, you know, doing busking and the like, until he met twenty-three-year-old Mary Brunner, who he moved in with, mm-hmm. and apparently she was seemed okay. She was quite, you know, she was taken in by his charms. That's the one thing about Charlie Manson is that while he might be a bad bastard and crazy, he is a very keen manipulator and he has a very strong charm. Mm. Uh, so at first she was resistant to him bringing home women to live with them. But Charlie convinced her otherwise, and soon they were living with 18 other women. It ha- Do you know what it snowballs? Imagine that, though. Like, Imagine eight, living with 18 women. I mean, outside of that. Other than twice. Other than, be other than Korean pop sensations, twice. Uh, but from that like laddish standpoint of being like, well, imagine living with 18 lassies. 18 man. birds, man. But imagine just coming home one day with another woman and being like, she lives here now. She lives here now, and we're probably moaning. And you know what? I'm going to do this 17 more times. <laughs> Aye, you've, got, you've got to have a pretty lenient stance on these things, yeah. I guess. So good on Mary you know, Brunner. What was the, the Summer of Love? Well, it the was. eponymous Summer, Summer of, of love. love. Well, that's where he managed to establish himself as a guru mm. of sorts. And he used a mixture of beliefs to get a hold over this group, most of them being female. Uh, and they called themselves the Manson family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mix of beliefs and doctrines and other different things. What kind of faiths are we talking about, Phil? What twisted bullshit outlook could possibly yield such horrible results? Well, when Manson was evaluated by prison staff in 1961, what did he put as his religion, Phil? Oh, I don't know. Is this a, a quiz? Um, 
I don't. I, I'm going to have to press you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Scientology. Oh. Busted Miscavige. Caught that's you twice, man. Again, fucking responsible yeah. for talking in that last episode. Oh, I don't know if they were responsible for any deaths. Yes. Yeah, boom. We're saying that. I'd say that in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> One of us would say that in a court of law, everyone. You're so brave. <laughs> Manson taught his followers that they were the reincarnation of the original Christians and the Romans were the establishment. Uh-huh. He strongly implied that he was Christ. Mm-hmm. And he was often, he told a story envisioning himself on the cross with nails in his feet and hands. And sometime around 1967, he began using the alias Charles Willis Manson. Right. He often said it very slowly, Charles Willis Manson. <laughs> implying that his will was the same as the son of man. Which is fucking shite patter. <laughs> but if it's in your name... It's got to be... Imagine somebody being like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess. But it's these, what we'd say, weak-willed people. They're the exact kind of people who he's preying on that would probably believe something yeah. like this. You know, Maybe nominative, there is something in this. Yeah, nominative determinism. Exactly. As Jerry Maguire would say. <laughs> but they find he's about in an old school bus. They toured around for eight or nine of their most committed followers. And Bruno even had a kid with Manson the next year, 1968. Oh. And that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff happens and it makes you wonder what 1969 in America must have been like. Just mental. Aye. And I was, I was, I did write at first, you got away with fucking murder back then. Yeah. You didn't, but <laughs> very close to... Aye. It seems like you could just, again, it's just the lack of having any kind of way to keep tabs on folk. And I'm not advocating some sort of microchipping program here, but just the ability to just be like, I'm going to move... 40 miles away and start a new life. Yeah, and nobody will know my face, so I'm fine. This is fine. But tell you what, cult-wise, mm. just mm. step away briefly. Yeah. Let's not rule out microchipping. Just saying. Just uh, uh, in Imagine the cult. Imagine able to keep tabs in these 22 edits. <sighs> 22 right now. Um, <laughs> 21 tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, so they all ended up rallying around and pallying up with Dennis Wilson of the fucking Beach Boys. <gasps> No way. So they all moved into his gaff. Of course. Drank, drank his drink, ate uh-huh. his food. They all got gonorrhea. He had to pay for that. He had to pay for the <laughs> so medical bill. Like the tiger who came for tea. <laughs> <laughs> drank old daddy's beer. <laughs> but Manson had a hold on Wilson, and that led to some weird situations. Wilson set him up with studio time. Yeah. Gave Manson was like a keen uh, musician. It's like, come on, we'll get your songs recorded. Introduced him to his in- entertainment and business acquaintances. And this weird wee misfit of a man was suddenly beginning to make waves mm. and become known in the community as an up-and-comer. Like, Manson is a... You know, like, Charlie Manson, I didn't realise until we were, I was doing the research and watching videos how wee he is. Ah, he's totally. He's a totally wee man. And he looks like, you know, those gurners that you used <laughs> to get and like, postcards. Yeah, he does he's a lot. He's got very paw brun with his, na- his wallies in oh, the face. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, wow, I didn't realise because he was even just as he was being like taken through like prison guards. Uh-huh. You're like, holy shit, those are some big prison guards. Yeah. Like, no, no. It's just Toti. It's just Toti. Like John Snow. <laughs> John Snow Toti? Yeah, he's Toti, man. You don't know. Is that right? Either that or Sansa's like 20 foot tall. I think she's quite a big lass, though. Yeah. Mm. Try, I don't know why I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> just run that, man. It's cool. <laughs> no, he said tall. Shut Kat Hankton's actually six foot tall. <laughs> but, um,. Wilson's manager eventually evicted the whole family, 
said, look, I've had enough. You're taking my clients. You're taking the piss. Yeah. So you all need to go. And ended up at the Span Ranch. It's a place they used to film westerns. And now it was kind of dilapidated. And they were just doing horseback rides. And Manson moved in, put all the women in the group to work uh, in exchange for his sort of cushy lifestyle. Excellent. And it should be pointed okay. out at this point, I haven't really gone into it, but Manson is, I mean, unsurprisingly, a grade A prick the entire time. Yeah. Um, he's pimped out his female followers to other people. He treated them like shit. Just none I, of this is getting written down. No, none of this is. We're not doing that. No. Do you know what? I like this idea of him, um, if you like, nominating his followers to perhaps make his life a little more lenient. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh huh. But I'm not friends helping in, friends. Exactly. I'm not interested in in pimping people, Gavin. Oh, it's because I know like he's not necessarily Charlie Manson isn't well regarded. Yeah. But as the fact that he's been locked away for so long and he does all these weird antics now in prison, he's become a bit of a figure of fun. Mm-hmm. I think people forget that he was a horrific manipulator, misogynist. Yeah, he's a bit of a shit. Overall scumbag. Yeah. Um, and so they had various changes of location, mood, overall outlook. Manson became obsessed with the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, the shite band we all find boring. <laughs> And that's a rule of the cult. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot like the Beatles. <laughs> Take your money back. <laughs> no, don't. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Take it back. We, well, he believed that the songs of the Beatles were filled with subliminal messages about an upcoming race war between mm. blacks and whites. Mm-hmm. The Fall of Society, which he called Helter Skelter after a famed Beatles track. And that gave him the big idea. The Manson family would make an album. Mm-hmm. An album which would subtly send similar messages that he believed the Beatles were sending. They're going to incite a race war. Finally. Whites would murder non-whites, causing a retaliation. And because white people cannot be trusted, infighting and rebellion within their camp would lead to the extinction of white folk. Okay. That would leave the Manson family, five foot two Charlie Manson, (laughs) to step out of the ashes. He was going to wait it out in the bottomless pit, which was the compound that we're going to have hidden beneath Death Valley. Cool. They're going to wait it out and take over when the dust had settled. <laughs> He'd come out and just take over. That the idea essentially was it would just be black folk left. Uh-huh. So I'll just take over because I'm the last <laughs> white guy. I'll just come out and I'll be like, oh, thank God, Can there's you... one left to rule us. <laughs> <laughs> the arrogance, yeah, the complete lack of any sort of oh, it just it, it, that out of everything probably infuriated me the most. <laughs> Blind faith in your own race superiority. And all through this shite twee music. Uh-huh. This is what was going to kick it off for them. Uh-huh. Um, so they prepared and they wrote this album. And when it was ready, they asked the producer, Terry Melcher, to come to their place to hear the tunes. Mm-hmm. It didn't arrive. Did why, he not? Why would you? It's Charlie Manson. So is he just like, ah, do you know what? I forgot where you live. Bye. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stay with one of the Beach Boys. They're like, no, you don't. <laughs> See you later. Um, he didn't arrive, so Manson was like, well, I'm going to fucking do something about this. I'm going to go and see what the deal is. Went to Melcher's home. He was no longer the tenant. Instead, it was the home of Roman Polanski and one Sharon Tate. Gosh. So leave it at that point because I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's, you did well, man. That was a good in-depth dive. Uh, uh, it's really set us up for what it's going to be Definitely less laughs in yeah. the second half oh, of fuck, our. Because mine had none. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about laughs. It's not about laughs, man. It's about learning a lesson from history, like exactly. we said. Jesus Christ, why are you listening to this show if it's not about learning lessons from history, like we said? <laughs>
<laughs> I think it's time for some fun, man. All right, if you say so. Do you want to head up some fun or shall I? I'll do my fun. Okay. Because I think your fun is going to be better. Me? Okay. <laughs> I've got a quick game. Okay. Yep. Okay. The game is called Slay Your Cards, right? Love it. Okay. I'm going to give you... Uh, I'm going to start you off with Charlie Manson himself. Okay. He was a diminutive 1.57 metres tall. Right. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of other celebrities and other fellow maniacs. Uh-huh. Some from the world of celebrity. And uh, you've got to tell me if they're taller or shorter than the preceding person. Okay. 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 Got it? Yep. Okay. I'll look into your eyes and I'll project the answer also, okay? Because cool. we're bringing psychic stuff into this. <laughs> psychic stuff into <laughs> man. Why not? Okay, so Charlie Manson, little fella. Yep. Ted Bundy. Taller or shorter than Charlie Manson? Taller. He is taller, yes. you're right. Ted Bundy, of course, famed serial killer. Fridge magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Roman Polanski. Oh. Taller or shorter than Ted Bundy? Than Ted Bundy. That's a good game because I've got absolutely nothing to go on. Well, um, I mean, picture Ted, Ted Bundy. I imagine Ted Bundy's quite. I'm going to go shorter. He is shorter yes. than Ted Bundy. Okay. Next up, John Wayne Gacy. The man dressed like the clown. Yep, yep. Um, Taller or shorter than Roman Polanski? I'm going to go shorter again. I'm afraid he's taller, oh, fella. Oh, no. By how much? Uh, he's a good 10 centimetres. 13 right? centimetres tall. Is that right? Who would have been next? It was going to go to Sharon Tate. Right. So let's, let's, just, keep, let's just keep going yep, through the thing. Let's just keep playing. Sharon right. Tate. Taller or shorter than John Wayne Gacy? Sure. She is shorter. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Next up, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Taller or shorter than Sharon Tate? <laughs> Sexiest serial killers, not the man. Um, taller. He is taller. Yep. And to end it off, the god of fuck, Marlon Manson. <laughs> taller. Taller than Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Yeah. He's a famed tall fella. Yeah. He's the same height. Is, is that He's right? the exact same height. That's, That's bad a great luck. fact. You get nothing for a pair in this game, I'm afraid, Phil. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a good I mean, they're actually like ekis apparently so according to the height according to the google search engine that's cool I wonder if he knows that height switcher <laughs> <laughs> in the same height switcher <laughs> I wonder if they know that well not Richard is Richard Muir still alive I'm what not sure I would imagine that Marilyn Manson with his imagine, twisted yeah. outlook and mm-hmm. sense of the macabre would mm. probably have done a great deal of research on the Night Stalker Badoodad <laughs> be coming in his big library of serial killer books on uh-huh. stilts with a big magnifying glass in front of his ah, mouth <laughs> holding his mouth open <laughs> or got plasters on his arm going into the Coat Bridge library very good <laughs> I'm also a member I'm also a member <laughs> Ooh, look it's him for the wonder years <laughs> oh are you ready you ready then clap in front of the microphone clap <laughs> <laughs> ready <laughs> That's that shake paper. <laughs> That's better be fucking good. So, man, I've dubbed part two of our story The Dark Descent. Oh, I love Do you it. like that? Yeah. No, I'm trying to do. set a kind of eerie tone as Shit, we get into it. It's bedtime already. Like, it's very late. Don't have nightmares, everyone. I'll try. No promises. Um, <laughs> so, before, we will get on to the infamous Tate incident. Mm-hmm. However... There was one incident before that that I'd like to briefly mention, Gavin. Uh. 
<laughs> so Charles Manson's true nature and influence over his family reached new heights on the evening of July 25th 1969 three of Manson's followers Bobby Bousolai <laughs> Mary, Mary Brunner who we've mentioned before and Susan Atkins were issued direct instruction from Manson himself which would take them to the house of a man named Gary Hinman Gary Hinman was a man of two loves First of all, was the education of young minds towards the infinite pleasure of music, its intrinsic beauty, its ability to cross boundaries of wealth, faith, language, age, even time. Mm. And his second love, Gavin, mm -hmm. was the production and distribution of the psychosexual hallucinogenic drug mescaline. Ah, well, it's nice to have more than one hobby, you know. Exactly. Now, there are conflicting stories of why Manson chose to took issues with Hinman, but if you're asking this guy... Mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet it had something to do with the production and distribution of the psychosexual hallucinogenic drug mescaline. Okay. If I had to guess. Regardless, Manson's agents of mayhem were instructed <laughs> not to leave the Henman residence without the large sum of cash that Manson knew was stashed away in the premises. Okay. Henman was held against his will for three days. At one point during this time, Manson himself came to the property only to slice Hinman's ear off with a sword. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Before immediately departing again. At the end of the three days, Manson grew weary of Hinman's resistance and uh, ordered Hinman's death, at which point he was stabbed up by the three family members that were staying on the property with him. Fuck. In order to divert suspicion, and this is why it's important about Luke, not just because it's the f one of the first deaths, but also because it leads into his ingenious plan when it came to the Tate murders. Yeah. So... He had an ickle idea mm -hmm. after this had happened where he's thinking, I need to divert suspicion to us. Yeah. And obviously I need to up the ante on my helter-skelter race war theories. <laughs> um, so he ordered his brethren to doctor the scene of the crime to make it look like the murder had in fact been perpetrated by none other than the Black Panther, Prince T'Challa of Wakanda. The most <laughs> No, wait. He made it look like it was the Black Panthers, the evolutionary black <laughs> nationalist and socialist organisation founded by Bobby Seale and Huey Newton in October 1966. That's good because I was ready for delving deep into the Marvel U. <laughs> the 616 Marvel U. Now what's important about this plan was that it immediately shat the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bosley was arrested on August 6th, 1969, just two days before their most infamous killing spree. Ooh. On the evening of the 8th of August, Manson once again instructed four of his family members to the house uh, on Celio Drive, the home of celebrity couple Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. They were ordered to this address with two simple instructions. One, mm -hmm. kill everyone there. Two, make it look like the Black Panthers did it. <laughs> Because it worked so well last time. Yeah. I mean, hell, why wouldn't you just do exactly the same thing again? It becomes very readily apparent when they're like, he's a master manipulator. <laughs> he is a great, he's an evil genius. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one shit plan and he's going for it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, six people lost their lives that night, mm -hmm. including Sharon Tate's unborn child. Yeah. Shady business. Shady, shady business. Horrific. When the authorities arrived the next day, they were so horrified by the scene that they found, and they described in the article that I was reading, 
that I'm not willing to put it in this podcast because no. it's such a downer. It's the kind of thing we really like to gloss over on this show. <laughs> it's hella rough chuckles. Yeah, but I meant to actually say to you before we move on, why are we doing that thing about cults? Because we don't like any of the stuff that they do. <laughs> ah, but we need to learn from We need God. to learn. We need to learn. Um, there's plenty of accounts available out there. If that's your bag, my yeah, man. Oh, absolutely. Feel totally. free to go and look into it. Um, so during the investigation into the murders that followed, the family were, like you said earlier, picked up on a completely unrelated bullshit crime. Yeah. So there was a car theft that mm. they were involved in, so they got picked up. Yep. They were released immediately. And then they nicked another car and did some arson and got arrested again. Aye. Now, it was during this time that Mary Brunner decided to be a peach of an idea while they're incarcerated, you know, waiting to be fucking seen about these shitty crimes, mm -hmm. to be like, we killed the tits, we <laughs> killed Henry, and we were brilliant at it. <laughs> so all the other pr prisoners that are around them are just like, no, we never. <laughs> no, no, fuck yous. Immediately grasped them up to the governor. Right. <laughs> prison chat. Yep. Uh, and they were they were just picked up immediately on like uh, murder charges and of course Manson having not been directly involved other than giving instructions and yep. citing this crime mm -hmm. was picked up on uh, conspiracy to commit murder yep. sucked in and with good cause and with good cause and with good cause um, so this whole thing basically led on to what became the fucking trial of the century mm. Um, but the trial itself was not immune to Manson's bizarre influence that no. he tried to impose over everybody that he came across. His first attempt was to act as his own defence attorney when he came <laughs> to it, but immediately his erratic and incomprehensible behaviour meant the court just immediately revoked that privilege and said, look, you spanner, you can't, <laughs> look, can't you just be like, blah, 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 and it'll be fine. That worked for Hey Arnold. <laughs> when he got into that fight and he had to pretend he was crazy to get out of it it's not going to work for you Charles Manson they said to him um, so he ended up he was forced to hire a professional to look after himself and the three ladies that had been picked up mm -hmm. at the same time as him um, but in doing so he was also like I'm you're not playing the game with me I'm not playing the game with you I'm going to remove myself from society how do you do that? Mm -hmm. you carve an X in your head yeah that'll do it so he did that the three ladies that were in with him as well, mm -hmm. they all did it. And the remaining family members that were just cutting about the courthouse outside it yep. also decided to do it. Right, so done. Right then, I'm writing this down. Yep. Carved X's into heads. True dedication. Yeah, no, you know what? Delete, <laughs> delete, delete. True dedication, that's better. Um, these guys that were hanging about outside the court mm -hmm. spent a lot of their time um, trying to change, kind of sway public opinion about the family itself and try to see that Look, we're not... It's actually good. <laughs> it's fine, we're joyous, we're happy. It was total, you know, peace and love, mm -hmm. singing songs, strumming guitars. Which was completely offset by the fact that Manson was just slowly revealing himself to be just a malicious, bad shite yeah. of an individual in the court. A malicious prick of a man. A malicious prick of a man. <laughs> <laughs> an MPM. The court battle continued and was just completely plagued by media intervention. Obviously, it was all over the news. At one point, President Nixon himself, mm. before a final verdict had been given on the court, st stood up, publicly stated that Manson was guilty as shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which when you know. Almost led to the court trial being thrown out because it was completely swaying the public opinion. Yeah, you can't even have the President of the United States <laughs> exactly, saying. Exactly, but for some reason, they're just like, no, we fucking cannot throw this trial out. Aye. So they just ignored the fact the President did that. Yeah. Which is pretty wacky in itself. 
uh, Manson continued to play up to the crowds around the, the court battle or just stern out jury members to the point where he was just freaking everybody out in the room. Yeah. Uh, or just at times he or his followers in different courts would just burst into song <laughs> during the trial. That's good. Ran- Jolly. You know what? Random songs is good. <laughs> Random songs. Uh, on January 25th, 1971, all four defendants were found guilty of murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Manson then promptly shaved his head, trimmed his beard, and a forked shape, stating, I am the devil, and the devil has a shaped he- uh, shaved head. Wow. A shaped head. A Wait, shapely head. I have a shaved head. And a forked beard. And a big X. <laughs> the group were all originally handed death sentences on yeah. the spot, but this was later overturned in favour of just life sentences, with the chances of parole, strangely enough. However, worth noticing, they've all applied for parole, mm-hmm. with the exception of Manson, and they've all been denied. Good. <laughs> the argument seems to be that, as you kind of mentioned earlier on, because of his kind of life of just being incarcerated, coming up through the prison system, mm-hmm. Manson ultimately did get away with murder, because yeah. the prison had, at that point, become his natural environment. Mm-hmm. So spending the rest of his days in there was ultimately what he was looking for. It was a reward for him, almost. Fucked up. Yeah. Thank fuck nobody's got parole out the back of it, the way. <laughs> we still get to have good laughs. That's true. That's true. We get to look out that window with impunity and know that there's nobody out there in the Don't blackness. That. <laughs> the dark blackness of packed bedtime. Did you lock that front door? <laughs> um, I think it's time to have some fun after all that. Uh, you know, that was heavy going. But We've I've, made some notes. Yeah, I've got notes here. Don't worry about that. Um, and we'll look into those. We'll decide, you know, what what are the good points of the Manson family, mm-hmm. and what one we're going to take and include in our own cult. Yes, all those bad ones washed away. So, <laughs> as a palate cleanser, Gavin, mm-hmm. I had a couple of ideas for games. Mm-hmm. None of them worked out. My first game was going to be called Marlon Manson, mm-hmm. and it was going to be is this quote one of Charles Manson's or one of Manny Marlon's? <laughs> okay, that's good. I like <laughs> that one. Should have done. But difficult to find quotes for. That's honest. true. All our books were burned. <laughs> <laughs> My second one was going to be called Helter Pelters. That's good. And it was going to be like, what did celebrities slag off Charlie Manson? What did they say? And then you could have guessed the celebrity. Okay, okay. Couldn't find any anybody insulting Manson. All quotes in relation to Charles Manson on the internet are his quotes. Nobody's ever discussed them. <laughs> I'd be quite interested to see what certain celebrities would think, especially ones who have a close relation to Scientology. Yeah. You know, your Travolta's. You're the, the Cruiser Maverick. You're Cruiser Mavericks. You're Frank Stallone's. <laughs> going, I'm Cruiser Maverick. <laughs> I play Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, okay, so what, what did you end up with? I ended up with a game that I'm calling Charlie Frown. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> Love it. And there's not a lot to it. It's simple, Marilyn Manson. And it's a guess who said this. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but it is. Who said this? Was it Charles Manson or Charles Xavier? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a test. Wait, so where's the frown coming in? Because <laughs> he was a bad bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like no, I like that even more. The fact that there's no reason. Okay, right. Was this Charles Xavier or Charles Manson? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> you know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy. Who said that? Charles Xavier or Charles Manson? I'm going to have to go with Charlie Manson on that. That's one. correct. Yeah. One point. You've Bing. got a point. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Who said this? Okay. Was it Charles Manson or Charles Xavier? On behalf of the X-Men, Hank, I'd like to wish you <laughs> all possible luck in your new position. 
Was it Professor Charles Xavier? It was Professor Charles Xavier of our six one six. Who said this? Oppression is no excuse for vengeance, for murder. I wonder, does the depth of innocent people cut down the streets as they flee free you? I think not. I'm going to say Professor Charles Xavier. It was <laughs> Professor Charles Xavier of Earth 616. Yeah. Right, here's the next one. I am not of this generation. I'm going to go Manson. It was Manson. But I should have thrown in some Marlon Mansons. <laughs> I cannot judge any of you. I have no malice against you and no ribbons for you, but I think it's high time that you all started looking at yourselves and judging the lies that live in you. Manson? It was Manson. Yeah, but it it. But it it. Those feelings are what Mark... Those feelings are what Mark Bishop is a great X-Man. <laughs> there is true power. His commitment to his teammates, to whatever the X-Men represent, his spirit embodies what my dream is all about. He has chosen his heart over his past. He is heart and soul one of us. And few have paid a greater price. Is that Charles Manson or Charles Xavier of the X-Men? <laughs> Charles Xavier of the X-Men. Six it, one was. Six. it was. Here's the last one. Okay. okay, see if you can get this one. Scott and Emma are falling under the influence of the Dark Phoenix. I need to ensure that mutant kind doesn't fall with them. It's Charlie Manson. <laughs> <laughs> the X-Men that was Charlie Brown that was I like Charlie Brown a lot great name <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with the game that's the new thing man why are we fucking worried I don't know who are we trying to impress 22 people man oh god no, we're not trying to impress them no they're trying, they have to impress us fucking let right. me tell you you better start squeezing your balls you better start squeezing your balls or equivalent or pulling your breasts <laughs> it's one or the other I don't know what to say. It's been, best bedtime. Must have been blessed with a boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Down to brass tacks, meat and potatoes. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go away. Yep. We're going to come up with a pros list and a cons list. Prosies and consies. We're going to take the best pro. And the worst con. The pro goes into the book, uh -huh. the con goes in the bin. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> BRB. And we're back. Deliberation is over. It is. We have our prosies and consies. Oh, it's you know what? It was a tough one to wrangle and to wrench some pros from the Manson family. There's some strong contenders in there. He said, burping as he starts his sentence. <laughs> 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 um, but what what did we get? Do you want to give us our first uh, pro? The first prosy. The first one in the, the Manson family and Charlie Manson himself is charisma. Undeniable charisma. Undeniable charisma. The ability to hold control over people. Mm -hmm. The ability to use your charisma to get people to do things that they may not even want to do. Maybe even self-destructive things. Now, that may not seem like a pro to you. Yeah. To us? To me? Presents you as a charisma carpenter. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> First con. First con. It's got to be the killings, man. It's got to be the killings of people. We cannot condone such actions, we and won't. nor will we induce it into our cult day we, life. We will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Next up. <laughs> the slippery <laughs> character. <isn't he? laughs> the slippery devil. We're putting that down as a pro because, hell, in our business of cults, mm -hmm. there's a lot of negative attention drawn to it. Yeah. And I think you've got to be able to just dodge and weave you got to, you know what in a, in a little way you're always slippy that's not a great thing you've got to have respect for someone who's playing the game absolutely that's all I'm saying Phil hit me up with a conzy 
Yeah, what did you write there? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Macho Man because I couldn't. <laughs> I thought you wrote Macklemore. <laughs> Macklemore. I don't like his approach to women, Gavin. I'll be honest with you. Me either. I don't like the pimping. No. I don't like his masochistic ways. No, I think he was proven to be a a real swine. A pig. A pig when it came to women. Another pro. Can't be an pro. Unchained. Free as a bird. Free as a bird. You've got to respect that element. Yeah, you, absolutely. They broke away from societal norms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went and did their own thing. Foisted their own path. Even if it ended up in them insert, you know, dominating other people and you know, sh- inserting their will over other people, mm-hmm. killing them. Uh, there was a time where they were just free and you know, espousing love and peace. That's to be admired. Yes. A Conzi. Cons. He's just a bad bastard. He's just a bad bastard. He was a bad bastard that done bad things. Like you say, he had it all. Mm-hmm. He had the position of you know influence and power, and mm-hmm. you know he was starting to be accepted as this kind of guru esque figure. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough. Of course, as they say, Phil, absolute it? power, cash and mescaline, cash and mescaline. Yuck! No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank Apart you. from the cash and the mescaline. Um, <laughs> last pro here, influence. It's got to be influence. Not just influence over the Manson family, but influence on modern society. Absolutely. Uh, you don't end up with celebrities like Shirley Manson. No. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. The Wonder Years. Manson. The Manson, band. the band Manson. Yeah. And, uh, They're not named after him, and that's because he's influential. Because <laughs> he's dead influential. <laughs> um, but yeah, the influence is undeniable. And that's something, again, we're not taking Charlie Manson's influence we were just taking the idea that being influential it's is going to be a good thing for our cult. Yeah. Exactly. You need a certain magnetism and uh, ability to project and control a room. Yeah, absolutely. You need to have command. I don't think that's necessarily exclusive to Charles Manson. No. But I think that he does embody some of those key factors. Absolutely. There's, he has a certain joie de vivre. Mm, that, uh, love it. I so admire. that's the one? I think out of them all, I think... Yeah, it's the thing that will help grow our cult most. Yes. It's the influence part of it. Influence. How do we harness that? How do we use ourselves, our minds, mm-hmm. and our initiates to increase our sphere of influence? That's a really good point. Why don't we take like 24 hours to think about it and we'll come back? Okay. We're back. It's, it's no longer bedtime. <laughs> it's bedtime. I'll take 24 hours bedtime faster. bedtime the next day. Oh, God. Um, but what we have done, we, we had a bit of a powwow, a bit mm-hmm. of a thought yep. uh, explosion, and we've decided to take the first funding from directly from the Patreon. Mm-hmm. We spoke to the Twitter. We spoke to twitter.com directly. I was on the phone with them earlier. And we've managed to secure one of their infamous hashtags. Yes. Now, for those or for the uninitiated, a hashtag is uh, <laughs> something that you'd put at the end of a tweet. It uh, comes at great expense to us, mm-hmm. uh, and for for the next month, we've got, next it, for month, 31 we've got days. it for thirty one days. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to increase this influence and sphere of Cult of Geshcast and prove it. And prove it. If you love the show, prove it. Not just by giving us your money, but also by telling other people about it. We can only Continue grow. Give us your money, though. But yes, Continue give us your money. Uh, don't stop that. But the idea is that you can only grow through word of mouth. Yes. And we do that by using the hashtag, Phil. Coglove. Coglove. C-O-G-L-O-V-E. That's right. Or Coglove. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, we paid for this and it says Coglove. (laughs) Why did it say Coglove? (laughs) The money's at the account now. You know what, they've taken it. 
and there's love, man. no backsies, as they say <laughs> in Twitter. So what we want you to do is show us <laughs> you promoting the show and yep. in some way the best one, the one that gains us the most traction. Oh, oh my God. You, you know what? Level yeah. three. The level first, three. The first level three. The first ever level three. You'll have huh? the honour of being the first level three initiate in Cult of Geshcast. I, I got I had a wee moment there. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the first level three initiate. Think of the benefits. Forthcoming benefits. <laughs> so that's all we ask you to do. Increase the speed of the show. Yep. Get the word out. Get the word out. Demonstrate it. We want to see pics of you sharing the love. Yeah, or we want to see video. We want to see everything. But with everything that you do, remember to include that hashtag. Don't waste your own money. Yeah. Hashtag cold glove. <laughs> Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm not saying it right. It's a glove we can all share. It's a glow glove. <laughs> the glow glove. It's the, it's the glow glove. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's good. I think it'll be interesting to see what people do with it. Absolutely. The most ingenious ideas, obviously, will tickle my funny bone in particular, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay, so we know what we're taking. Yep. We've done the show. We've done the show. We've given you a task. You've got your task. Yep. Cult status, that's the next thing we need to Time look to at. just briefly touch upon cult status. Yep. Cult status, the part of the show where we decide... <laughs> <laughs> I can't mind. Because <laughs> we've got two cult statuses. We've got the, <laughs> the, the Patreon show... Uh-huh. And we've got cult status, cult status. Well, let me remind you. <laughs> and cult status. Fuck each other, man. Let's, this is the worst. <laughs> cult status, rather than cult status. Our exclusive Patreon show. Um, this one we decide who's our current best cult out of the ones we've touched upon so far. So we've had Heaven's Gate, mm-hmm. we've had Scientology, and now we've had the Manson family. In your opinion, Gavin, mm-hmm. who is the best cult that we've come across so far? i still got to give it to Heaven's Gate. I think they still do have... One, the members. Yep. Two, that influential sp- sphere, the power. The shoes. The shoes. Yeah, I've got to say it's still Heaven's Gate for me. As much as Charles Manson and the Manson family do have more notoriety, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heaven's Gate, a much more interesting story. More Star Trek stuff going on. Better logo. Better web design in general. Yeah. So I'm all about them. Where are we members-wise? Currently at the moment, we have 22 dues-paying members on our Patreon. It. And let's just briefly run down some of the exclusive benefits that comes along with being a Patreon supporter of Cult of Geshcast. You are going to get unfettered access <laughs> to... I thought this was going to go back to Tinker John Tinker, or whatever. No, can't, can't say Tinker anymore. No? No, they get off in arms, don't they? <laughs> I bite you. <laughs> Red pies and I give you. But the... Uh, we do uh, on the other on the, on the Patreon feed. Yeah. Uh, after every episode that we drop to the public, mm-hmm. uh, we are also going to have a cult exclusive one just for members. Cog after hours. Cog after hours. Too hot for TV content. Exactly. Any of the stuff that we're not comfortable talking about in the public sphere that our bosses could listen to, uh, we're going to talk about on this. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do, Phil? Here's something I'll, I'll throw at you real quick. Yep. I'm going to throw member spotlight. I like this. Okay. So I've got, I've got a list of all the members here. Mm-hmm. I am going to pick one at random by yep. closing my eye and pointing to the screen. Okay. I'll give you the person's name. Yeah. And it's up to you then to give him or her the first cult code name. How do you feel about that? Any parameters you'd like to insist on cult code names? Cult code names. Should we have a theme? 
Victorian furniture. <laughs> you got it. You do love that, don't you? <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to wiggle my finger and boom. Okay, we're going to go for Mr. Aaron Winus. Aaron. The armoire. The armoire. I just love it. Just the solid armoire. I love it. I love it. Our first code name. Congratulations. Armoire. Congratulations in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Victorian? Who knows? Exactly. Now, if you want your code name, just keep subscribing to that Patreon. Hey, we might get around to you unless we accidentally just keep pick, uh, picking Aaron. Aaron's <laughs> going to have about nine names at the end of this. Uh, okay. That seems to be us. Gavin, thanks very much. Yes. Once oh, again, oh, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's been an man. absolute pleasure running this cult with you for yet another month. It's been good. glad to see the, the ranks swelling. It's very exciting. That's it. The, the compound's starting to fill up a little bit. I cannot wait to see what our ingenious and industrious listeners will come up with using the co-glove hashtag. The co-glove, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the co-glove. Hashtag the co-glove. No! <laughs> hashtag co-glove. <laughs> and remember, like that's the thing. The Patreon show. Uh -huh. This has just reminded me because we're just about to say goodbye. Other things are decided on the Patreon show, mm -hmm. such as our new sign-off. That's true. So let's just test it out right now, Phil, if you can remember it. <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded. Uh, no, I've got it. I've you got, got it, you got, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. three, two, one. Call of Geshcast. See ya! Shut up! Kusome Katameta!